and Robert Morris. Uh, it's the how you how to succeed Morris. in business without really trying Mad Men guy. He died. Yep. Morris. And then Morris. Uh, the other one, which I want to save for last, is Morris. You know, that's what I said. No, you said Morris. Eh, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Next thing you're going to tell me how to correctly say Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. You have not seen Barry, so that's one less thing to talk about. Um, what else? Uh, what else happened this week? Um, I mean, we can oh. talk about. I guess we can talk oh. about the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> um, the portion Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the big. That's the big story. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate that you are two white males who are not anti-abortion. Um, I don't know if the space needs two more white males even discussing abortion right now. Carrie, you're emotional. Let me tell you what to do. Sorry, I couldn't help it. No, put her in her place. <laughs> Which, she's in the kitchen right now, so. Oh, you're you're irrational. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me and Kel mansplain this to people. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, uh, but no. So I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, just want to just dive right in then, or um, bread. I guess. Okay. Did she just yell bread? No, Carrie did. So she yelled red. Oh, I thought I, I was having flashbacks from working at Nevin's. <laughs> but, 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 the garlic coins, you know, the garlic coins, garlic coins you know, I want a corn beef garlic coin. Oh, God. You mean a garlic knot? Yeah, coins, like I just said. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have those, you dirty little so and so. Mm. Go take your stupid business elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, all right. So shall we? Jeremiah and um, and Roe v. Wade got turned over. Yes, that uh, well, well I don't think we need to go into well. It hasn't necessarily happened yet, and there are there are safeguards. Yeah, there are some safeguards that we can no no safeguards. But um, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens, and uh, the things have a well. And here's the here's the real tragedy is that. 
the LBGT community is next. So, you know, which sucks. Well, I don't know. They keep saying that, oh, loving and and LGBT and then all that stuff are safe. But it's like, well, you... Oh, they said that, too, about... Remember, that's the yeah. whole thing about Kavanaugh and the... I forget which senator it was when she yes. voted for him. I know. That's know. what I'm getting to. Yeah. I was so, saying that they said that during their confirmation hearings, too. Yeah. And that's what happened, so... Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a not a not a very shining happy day uh, in this country's history. It's actually someone had pointed out that it's the first time that rights have actually been granted by by granted by the Constitution or the Supreme Court have been taken away. Yeah. So that's interesting, and we'll see. I mean, clearly partisan. Yeah. Well, clearly the thing thing I will say to say about this is this this is not going to play well for the Republicans. <laughs> so like this could actually be something that might cost them the midterms. So just putting that out there. Um, I hope, I mean, and I really hope it does. I'm not, I'm, you know, don't hold me to say, Oh, he was wrong about this. Cause I'm like, I'm just saying, I hope it does. Cause this does okay. seem to be it's a okay. pretty, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty hot button issue. And um, you know, uh, but yeah. Should we go further? <laughs> no, I think that's all we're qualified. Because yeah. I mean, we I mean, you want unless you want to hear more about two cisgendered white men uh, talk about uh, women's, well, here, here's, women's here's rights. But what a lot of people are saying: this has nothing to do with you know pro-life or anything like that. Yeah. Because these rich white senators and and congressmen and everybody, all these rich white people are still going to be able to get abortions. Yeah. This is to keep poor minorities in their place and keep them poor because they can't afford to have kids, but they're going to have to have kids. And it's not like it's not like somebody who is, you know, who is in poor status can actually fly out to, I think, is it New Hampshire that actually has like the it's sort of a sanctuary state for abortion uh, because it's it's actually written into their state law. Um, it's not like somebody, let's say it's somebody who lives here on the South side of Chicago, where I live, uh, they want to get their, you know, they're living, uh, below the poverty line and they want to get an abortion. They can't afford a flight out to New Hampshire. Yeah. You know, it's like, or even a, or even a bus ticket at this point, you know, it's just like, yeah, there are states that are like, well, you you can't even go across state lines. Our bill says you can't go across state lines. It's like, they can't legally do that. Yeah. But they I guess people can sue like civil suits and stuff. Yeah. You know, and they can go, you win across state lines. I'm going to sue you, which is so stupid. I'm so tired of yeah, all of that stuff. I, I just, I'm over yeah, it. And it's like I said, this is not a shining glorious day uh, for this country. It's rather shameful. Um, and I mean, if you, I can't imagine anybody who one calls themselves, calls themselves an American, and two calls themselves a Christian could even support this, you know, <laughs> it's just like, well, that's the problem. A lot of people who are yeah. Christians are anti-abortion and that's all they're against. Yeah. And, and so every decision they make voting is like anti-abortion, anti-abortion. Yeah. And they forget about the other, or don't care about the other, like side of that coin yeah. side effects that come with voting this particular person yeah. in power. And it's like you. There are more issues than just that. You have to think about all of them, and you can't just vote single. You know, yeah, single issue. 
because this is what happens. Yep. And I mean, we, I mean, this is, this is honestly, it's a massive, it's a massive step backwards, um, which we've seen a lot of in the last four years. Um, you know, I don't want to get go, go too far into it because that's, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we try to have fun on this show, but you know, every once in a while we will be serious. And this is definitely one of those moments where it's a serious moment. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I have hope. You know, I mean, call me, call me a naive optimist, but there, you know, there, there is still a chance that, you know, one, if like, I know they're trying to get a vote on the women's health bill now, Chuck Schumer, uh, put that just so now we'll know, I guess before it was kind of shot down like, oh, we're not even going to vote. And now he's putting it back on the floor and saying, no, let's vote on it. So we can see who is for women's rights and who is not. Yeah. But they're going to have to get 60 votes for it to pass. And there aren't going to be 60 votes. But that's the thing, though, is like it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good for Republicans, you know, who say, "Oh, f women's rights," and vote no. So it's 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 his way of sort of but that's what putting the pressure on them. Time and and nothing nothing's happened to them. They're pervious yeah. because nobody cares anymore. Nothing mm. makes sense anymore. Truth doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. And see, that's pessimism. President is a dog, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> Well, Caleb, why don't you just why don't you just go drive off or, or drive off a mountain? <laughs> so. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> where we are right now, Jeremiah. <laughs> Mr. Popper's poop, sir. <laughs> President's a dick. <laughs> but anyway, don't know what we're talking about. Like I said, I mean, I, I, I you know. I, I I feel you know as, as an optimist. I mean, as as a realist, I feel depressed. But as an optimist, there's always there's always hope. You know, so yeah. Well, wait, let's just let's wait and see. Um, but anyhow, uh, you saw Moon Knight, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, I saw Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Oh, good. Ooh. Hope you really loved my uh, my subject change there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so. Um, well, I we got one more to go, and it seems like they got a lot of. It seems like they really got a lot of baggage to put in this last episode. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, it seems like there's a lot, a lot more they could have covered that last episode. Yeah, I mean, it was a. I guess it was an enjoyable episode, but yeah, I feel like they spent a little bit too much time in the. Well, not. I don't know. Okay, so the mental ward thing, I think I talked about this last time. Yeah. Um, or maybe I meant to. It was based on a story arc called Welcome to New Egypt. Mm-hmm. You weren't sure what was real and what wasn't until like several issues in. And <clears throat> then it, so it turns out I guess this is kind of like a what would you call it? Kind of not, not type thing, like where he's being judged, and yeah, yeah. So he was waiting for to wear it, the hippo, to come and get him and take him to afterlife and weigh his heart and all that. The question is, after what happened to Stephen, now what? Yeah. Like, and also, I mean, they really it doesn't make it... He's the I mean, same person. Yeah. So, can one of your personalities? come frozen in sand or 
it can, will he realize, wait a minute, I made him up. I'll just yeah, exactly. He's sort of he has like a link to him or something. Yeah. Well, and it, and also it's like it really seemed like the episode prior to that one um, that they were going to finally set up uh, Jake Lockley because well, you saw the the yeah. rattling sarcophagus, sarcophagus, yeah, which is clearly him. So I'm assuming in this. He's gonna be. He's gonna like have to set him free, or somehow he's gonna get set free, or something. And he's gonna be the thing that brings him back, maybe. <laughs> yeah, or or. I mean, the, the implication of this is that Mark's dead. You know, <laughs> like that. Like where we're left by the end of issue or issue episode five. Uh, it's basically uh, Stephen has been pulled into the the underworld sands or whatever, and then Mark is in the. Elysium or whatever the hell you want to call it. The build um, of reeds. Yeah. And and yeah, so it's like kind of like, okay, so I guess there's no going back. Well, and then you, you know, then there's another thing they kind of throw there in the last minute where you see that uh Ahmet is taking all those souls like preemptively, and it's like throwing it's throwing stuff off whenever you see like, you know, because you see the, the souls coming from the sky and and what's the hippo's name again? Tabaret. Yeah, like you see her go. Wait, this shouldn't be. This is, you know, like they're coming in, but you know, before their time and all this stuff. So yeah, so he's gonna have to go. She'll, he'll be like, I can stop it, and she'll go, okay, hi. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did like, yeah, I did like how it's just kind of like you think it's gonna have this monstrous voice, and it's just yeah. like this really sweet. Oh, hi, my uncle lady. Um, so let's try to guess what's gonna happen next. Originally, they kept saying this was just a limited series. Yeah. Now there have been some things, hints out there that they're maybe planning a season two. Yeah. Because Marvel posted a tweet about series finale, but then they deleted it and a few seconds later posted season finale. Well, I wonder if they actually shot, you know, because I wonder if they shot more episodes and are kind of dry, like maybe they filmed it all at once. Yeah. And then they're they're giving it to us in sort of installments. So like, okay, we're going to get the first, because six episodes seems pretty small for a marvel series but Am captain uh kept or uh falcon and winter, winter soldier only six also six. okay um uh loki loki may have only been six too uh, how long was loki uh let me look here loki come on uh actually here, let's do loki no pressure hang with the you know what the let's see here loki Gonna be very low key about this. <laughs> okay, uh, he was. Um, yeah, I guess that one was only six too. But it seemed like there was a lot more ground covered <laughs> in those. Yeah. Um. So you know, I don't so, know. I'm, I'm interested. Some people. In... I mean, obviously, I think they're gonna try to work him into. Um, Doctor Strange. Well, no, the the blade and okay. um. And Black Knight thing, I think they're going to do kind of like a midnight, Midnight Sun, uh, Midnight Suns kind of thing. That was the thing, though, that Oscar Isaac uh, said was that he was only, you know, but he said he was only contractual, or he he only had signed a contract to do um, uh, the series, like just to do the show. He hadn't signed on to do any movies, hadn't really signed on to do any any more stuff after the season well so i don't know if that was just him, yeah exactly him like blowing smoke or you know because you know 
same thing with uh whenever um you know uh what's his face uh snyder uh zach snyder is like oh i have no intention of using martian manhunter in, or it's a character i don't want to have any intention to use in or in, in any of like my dc uh easter whatever the whatever their cinematic universe is called dceu and then you find out that that was a bunch of that was a lot of bull because he was he had like a, a big long arc uh designed with martian manhunter <laughs> Yeah, being in the so, shadows and everything. So, so yeah. I mean, I guess you can always you always have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I don't know. And I mean, I said I really do. I, I like Oscar Isaac's in the role. I think he's doing uh, doing really doing a really good job. I, I really like the the transition between him, uh, you know, Mark and Stephen, and then you know, possibly what we'll see with eventually uh, Jake, and then and even like uh, Ethan Hawke uh, is surprisingly being a doing a really good job as as playing a villain you know because this is traditionally like kind of leading man you know indie darling ethan hawk he's not a he's not a villain you know <laughs> and and now he also and then of course you also see the trailers for that black phone thing that he's going to be in with scott derrickson so i guess this was just his warm-up for that i guess yeah well he's at that stage in his career where yeah you know leading man is over and now you got to be Gotta go. Gotta go more. Transition to something else. Yeah. Um, like Jack Palance, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm a villain. My number one guy. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. I mean, I'm I'm staying up till two to watch it, uh, like I always do. Um, just because I don't I don't like to wait. Uh, I gotta have instant gratification. Um, and, uh, and yeah, um, you said you were not caught up with Barry, correct? No, we had, we haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, I will say this, I, uh, uh try, try to give as, li- as little spoilers as possible, man. Like it's, it's, it's sort of transition. I feel like it's almost sort of transitioning into less of a comedy now, just because the walls are closing in. You know, it's becoming more. It's like that's why I always like to compare it. It's very similar to. Better well, this Call is Saul. the last season, isn't it? Or, is it? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if they said they were only doing three, or if that was never said. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know if they've actually confirmed that they do three. But I mean, you can definitely see walls are closing in, and it's getting like pressure on certain characters is just, it's getting harder and harder. And it's and, and like in less, and there are less comedic elements that have been, that you've seen in previous seasons. I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong. There's still some pretty funny moments in it, but it's like, there's a lot more tense, like, like, you know, me, like me on the, like on the, on the edge of my seat, like kind of leaning forward, like, Oh my God, what? Oh no. What, what's going to happen? You know, like, no, he, he's not going to do it. No. No, no, no! They can't, you know, like that, like those kind of moments in the show, uh, than in the in the previous two seasons. Um, and also, it's it's the thing that you know that, and I think we kind of talked about this last week is that you know, it's not going to end good for Barry. Like, there's no, there's no way. Like, he's dug at this point. He has the choices he's made and the hole he's kind of dug himself. It's like. Oh, and it's and it's there's some like very cringe worthy moments in this episode, which yeah, I look forward to talking to you about. Um, get shorty, you know. What's that? It might be like get shorty. Everything turns out all right. Oh yeah. 
um barry sonnenfeld um but uh but yeah and you still haven't watched the batman yet right no i uh was i think i was gonna try the other day and um i just couldn't watch couldn't watch it yeah well i know for a fact you watched a batman uh yesterday (laughs) yeah i watched and I don't like, and I don't want to deter people from from watching or from listening to that podcast, which, by the way, was the the movie is starting podcast in which uh, Caleb was our guest when we watched uh, Batman Forever. Um, and I mean, I kind of want to briefly talk about it just because stuff we didn't really go into, but and and just also how I felt after watching it because, like you said, like you hadn't seen that movie in years, and then you just recently, up to a few days ago, watched it again. And this was kind of my moment with that. And man, like that movie just seemed to drag. <laughs> yeah, well, and it like there was no setup. You just yeah. you instantly in it, and then here's. And I guess they're, they're kind of assuming that okay, because it was technically supposed to be a direct sequel to Returns, you know. Right, but how many years later? I mean, he's yeah. clearly been doing this a while because Two Face. Yeah is just suddenly two-faced and it doesn't say when the acid got thrown in his face, you know? And, um, and we literally just get like a little, like, like a little sort of like, uh, what's the word here? Um, exposition dump. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. On how it happened. Uh, and you never really, you don't really ever have that established, you you know, because I'm sure this was something that they were going to do had Billy D Williams kept the role, like establish the friendship between, um, uh, Bruce and, and Harvey Dent. Yeah. Um, because you never really got that. Um, and, and also it's like, you know, it's something we kind of talked about during the, when, during, when we recorded it, like two pay two two pace, two face in this is like kind of manic and ooh, ah, it's like, that's not really that character at all because like I'd said, you know, when we did the recording, it's like, he's more rage than anything else. Like he's literally like, he's like, his that's the whole point of the dark side of his face was like his, his anger that he was hiding, you yeah. know, come made, made physical. <laughs> yeah. He's got a face full of rage and anger. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole thing of like the coin is the only thing that really gives him restraint, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Am I going to do violence or? Yeah. Peace. It's like that's where you know, and that also goes back to him being a district attorney. So he's all about, oh, it's gotta be justice or whatever. It's gotta be, you know, fate or it's gotta be balanced, you know. So so yeah, like I don't know. And uh but, I mean clearly either somebody told him, you know what, just do what Jack Nicholson did. Yeah. Or or just do what Jim Carrey's doing. Yeah. And no or or nobody told him, you know what, Tommy, why don't you pull it back a little bit and uh play it a little more cool, you know? Yeah. Well no, and it, it just seemed like a lot of the scenes with him and Tommy Jones, like they're each trying to one up each other, you know, <laughs> where it's like yeah. and it's like, no, don't. Like try please, Tommy, don't try to match his energy. I doubt anybody on this planet can. Uh <laughs> especially then. <laughs> well, yeah, and it wasn't you know, he had his moments like people enjoyed Ace Ventura and, yeah. and Dumb and Dumber and all that stuff, but you, it very quickly wore thin because it yeah. was like the character was just like, 
Yeah. Well, I think, and then that's why he did stuff like Man on the Moon and like Truman Show is to kind of dial well, that right. back. And and every that, yeah. actor gets to that point eventually. I mean, Tom Hanks used to be like, "Hey, I'm comedic actor Tom Hanks." Yeah, he was Bachelor. It's hard to even think that Tom Hanks, you know, the, you know, Tom Hanks we know now was ever in Bachelor Party. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, and he wasn't as over the top as that. Yeah. But it's kind of similar. Every every actor that starts out one way, eventually does kind of like a serious. You know, this is my serious role. And then they'll try to kind of go back and forth. Well, sometimes. Another perfect example is Jamie Foxx. Like he started yeah. out on Living Color, was kind of a comedian, <laughs> and now he does like very serious roles. You yeah, know? Ray. Yeah. Um, or even Django, you know, it's like... Um, but uh but yeah so i don't know it was uh i don't like i, said, I don't want to i don't want to talk too much about it because i want people to listen to that episode but it yeah, well, was it's one of those things where you you really saw the writing on the wall for the batman franchise in that movie especially as we said the last act where they just they're like don't even hide the fact that we're we're just going reverting back to the old adam west show yeah well need, not even that good because at least yeah. that was campy this was yeah. just like bad like you're making all the wrong decisions yeah it's like don't let mcdonald's tell you how to make a movie <laughs> that's essentially the moral of that story yeah um movies have you seen the trailer for the weird al yankovic movie i saw it drop but i have not yet watched it um it's it's i mean there's not a lot in it you just see daniel radcliffe okay like being like i'm weird al you know uh, it's almost like they're doing another Aaron Paul. I'm the yeah. weird one. Yeah, well, because I know that like that's essentially what inspired the idea to make the movie was the funnier die Aaron Paul. Um, why oh, can't I think of Olivia Wilde? Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, Barry Barry Cole and uh, Mary Steenburgen and thing that they did. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, it, it seems kind of like it's not gonna be serious. Yeah. Oh, um, how can you? Well, no, I, it's not like it's not like oh, we're making Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, it's more like it's not even to the level of uh, Rocket Man, or even like Man on the Moon, or anything like that. Or no, well, yeah, it's it's it seems like it's going to be like, hey, I'm Weird Al, and this is my life, and it's like not at all serious. I, I mean, I'm hoping we're not going to get to the part where, where, you know, the tragedy that happened to his parents, but, you know. <laughs> well, maybe they might mention that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, you know, I saw someone had posted it. I just have not got around to watching it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know. And, and speaking of trailers, since we're on the subject, mm -hmm. did you see the newest one for Doctor Strange? I did not. Where it you actually they show things mm. from stuff. Well, I mean that's generally what a trailer does. <laughs> <laughs> well, in it, it shows you clips in it, from the movie while yeah. songs are being played. <laughs> images in a progression of chronological order. Flames. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh. It okay, so it shows him in the like these handcuff things, mm. and Baron Mordo is talking, and he's like, "We will see what kind of Doctor Strange." Or no, no, he says, uh, "Welcome to the Illuminati." 
Oh, okay. And so they're very clearly doing the Illuminati. Yeah. And then um and then it shows some fighting and and this character with a Captain American shield jumps into place, but you can tell it's not a dude. Is it America Chavez or No. Hmm. It looks like Peggy Carter. Ah, oh, so we're gonna get Captain Carter. Carter hmm. Court. And um and then at the end, you see, uh, you hear Charles Xavier saying, what kind of Doctor Strange are you? Mm. And you see his hand on this gold floaty wheelchair type thing. Ah, uh, so we're getting like the Shi'ar, uh, like, the, like the one he had from the cartoon. The 90s yeah. X-Men where he's in that floating bathtub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, getting some getting some new stuff that's that's I would have maybe kind of preferred to just see in the movie. Yeah. And not had it be like, okay, everybody, you all know by this point, so we'll just show you so you can stop talking about it. <laughs> you know, sorry, I was just thinking about that toy, the the old X Men nineties uh cartoon toy and how yeah. I used to always have villains just tip it over. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier. I'm Charles Xavier. Oh, Oh no, I've been tipped. <laughs> My only weakness, gravity. <laughs> I've been tipped. Cyclops, help me. <laughs> the only one that can help me, Cyclops. <laughs> um, it's terrible. <laughs> Gene? Gene, where are you? Help me, I've messed myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to change my diaper. <laughs> I know I can smell it. <laughs> you can sense the infrared spectrum. <laughs> Ozone. Uh, anyway, so that that was interesting. I saw that yeah. one. Uh, I guess. I mean, this isn't as good a time as any to transition to. The more you know, like the more uh, depressing t- part of, it. although the, the opening was pretty damn depressing. But um, oh. this is, you know, it's not depressing. We're we're celebrating these people's lives. Yes. So uh, here we are on the on the portion of the show where we where we do a celebration of several uh, people uh, in the public eye who unfortunately uh, are no longer with us. Uh, I guess I'll start with um, a guy just just because this one was just I noticed just posted today uh, but apparently he died back on the 29th um, of April uh, an actor or character actor named David Burney uh, now if you don't know him you definitely know the, you probably recognize the last name because I mean I guess probably the most famous thing he was married to Meredith Baxter Burney from Family Ties and God knows how many Lifetime uh, shows I guess this is before she realized she was a lesbian and then that she became Meredith Baxter after that but um but uh you know his most famous role was on uh a show called uh a hospital show called saint elsewhere uh you remember that one yeah i didn't watch it but i remember saint elsewhere yeah because uh so i was was more into emergency oh well (laughs) isn't that like those there's like many years between those shows (laughs) i don't know I, i just used to watch chips and then emergency would come on but no, he played uh, Doctor Ben Samuel on there. Uh, he was all—I mean, he also—you know—he's one of those guys that did a lot of the 
the you know because he was like sort of a tv character actor he did the rounds a lot so you know he'd be on matlock or, and apparently i guess he had a reoccurring character on um on on, on like star on the on the star treks uh deep space nine it was a guy named letent or let let l-e-t-a-n-t letent letent maybe yeah, Latent, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he was on, and like I said, he'd all, he was also on Murder She Wrote. He had been in The, the Naked Truth, uh, probably Untouched by an Angel, yeah, uh, Ray Bradbury Theater. Uh, let's actually let's see if he was on Touched by an Angel, Highway to Heaven, Love Boat. Then uh, he was on Love Boat and Love Boat, The Next Wave, oh. Sliders. Um, oh, what else we got here? Um, uh, I think I already said Matt Locke. Uh, Let's see the, the the 80s Twilight Zone, which I feel that's a very underrated show, uh, very at least a you know version of it. Um, let's see here, what else was he in? Uh, Fantasy Island and Hawaii Five O. Uh, sir, apparently, oh, so apparently there I didn't realize this. There was a TV version of Serpico, and guess who he played? Uh, Serpico, yes, he did. He played Detective Frank Serpico or Officer Frank Serpico. Oh, wow, you see him with a big old beard. Uh, it was in Police Story, uh, Streets of San, Fr- of San Francisco, Canon, um, Police Woman. You know, I mean, you name, you name oh. a show, you throw it, throw it, throw a rock at a 70s show, he was probably on it. Um, but yeah, he died. Uh, like I said, uh, he was, uh, uh, let's see here, was it 83 years old? Uh, died back uh, on the 29th of unfortunately Alzheimer's, which, ugh, that's just, that's one I don't, I don't want that one. Uh, I'll take anything else. Yeah. But man, that, that one no. just, the idea of forgetting who you are and forgetting, you know, just forgetting people in your life, you know. Well, and, I mean, it's hard for the person, but it's also hard, hard for the family, for yeah. the other people, because it's like you don't really get a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, after a certain point. Yeah. And not to say that other diseases aren't that same way, but you just you watch them. You have to live yeah, you, with you, them. You, you like not only are they aware that they're slipping away, it's like you get you have to watch them in in time slip away. You know? Yeah. It's just so it's yeah. it's not good no all around hopefully you know hopefully one day you know will will there'll be a cure but you know uh you know i there might be one monday there might be peace in the middle east too so mm-hmm. let's cross our fingers uh but anyways uh our, might make a good movie yeah <laughs> but anywho uh r.i.p uh david bernie um next on the list this one was uh, I kind of said just because um, this is a guy who's been around uh, in the industry for many years uh, and not only not only uh, an accomplished uh, uh, you know film and TV actor but also an accomplished voice and theater actor and our musical theater actor I should yeah. uh, uh, point yes. out my uh, first musical in college yes I saw that <laughs> was how to succeed in business without really trying which he was the star of the original lead uh robert morse uh uh uh, died back on the 20th of april uh i mean but not you know (coughs) excuse me man let me take a drink of water there i got like a hair or something in my throat yeah gross 
uh, died at 90. Um, he uh, has, let me, uh, surprisingly, like, for somebody as accomplished as he was, only had 75 uh, acting roles. But, I mean, that's just, that's just counting movie and film. I mean, the guy on Broadway played God knows how many people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his last sort of, I mean, actually, and, and he worked up until uh, this last year, because he, he did a lot of voiceovers stuff. As I said, he was Santa Claus on uh, Teen Titans Go and then Teen yeah. Titans versus Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Yeah, um, he was always, those were always funny episodes. Yeah. Because Santa's like the villain. Yeah. And they have to fight him. And then he was also in which movie? Like, Mad Men. Well, he was well, in Mad Men. Like before, we, it was, I was just going to talk about. No, it's not what I wanted to do. So, <laughs> uh, he was in uh, a lot of Rankin Bass stuff too. Like he did, he yeah. like, as far as voiceovers and stuff like that. I was going to say he was in like some of those when uh, Mickey Rooney moved on. He took over probably. Yeah. And even and he was and he was uh, Dark Seed. And the original, originally Darkseed, no, or, or excuse me, not Dark, Dark Side. Actually, not even Darkseed. I, I, it was uh, Desaad, who was oh, Darkseid's, uh, you know, kind of his right hand man in the uh, '90s Superman uh, TV show. Uh, it was in All Real Monsters. Um, God, like, isn't? Let's see. I'm just kind of going through his filmography. Uh, was the main? He was Howler on the Pound Puppies uh, cartoon. Huh. Um, and then, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was Jack. He was Jack Fro in the in the Rankin Bass stuff. He played one. He played young Scrooge in um, oh man, in uh, in the stingiest man in town, which was their version of Rankin Bass's version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, and um, he was uh the he was the bunny, or he plays the Easter Bunny in the first the first uh, Easter Rabbit uh, from Rankin mm -hmm. Bass, and he was Jack mm -hmm. Frost in the Jack mm -hmm. Frost Rankin Bass thing. But uh, mm -hmm. as we were talking about, uh, because I was trying mm -hmm. to cut you off because I wanted to mainly mention this because it's probably what most people know him now for was he played Mad uh, Men. what was that? Huh? Mad, yes, Mad Men, and his character he was uh, Bert uh, Bert uh, Bertram Cooper. On yeah, he owned the company. Yeah, it's kind of the old, the old grizzled, uh, you know. Uh, uh, I've been doing ads for however long. Type. Well, he, he wasn't so grizzled as as he was kind of like, uh, cantankerously aloof. Yeah, I would say, like he would be like, now Sterling, this is how I want it, and you're gonna do it how I want it. Yeah. And uh, and Sterling would say, "Yes, sir." <laughs> and then, and then uh, John Hamm would say, "I'm gonna go do something else." Hey, yo, my name is so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's a very accomplished career. Uh, Ninety years old, uh, undisclosed on what the cause of death was at this point. Old uh, age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. He he died. He died of ninety. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So once again, R.I.P. Robert Morse. Um. So that moves us on to uh somebody else. Another. This one was apparently now we found out is much more tragic. Um. Yeah, we I, mentioned last week, right? Or did no? We haven't no, got got no, a chance not, to mention this, it. Because yeah. this is yeah, it happened in between. Yeah. So um. This, 
because actually we didn't mention anyone last week i don't think unless it was the earth unless that was the earth wind and fire guy unless that was the week before but point is uh, yeah uh naomi judd uh from uh, uh, you know as you probably know as ashley's mother and ashley and um uh winona's mother and from the judds the you know the famous country duo yeah, between who them. just got elected to the rock and roll hall of fame okay yeah um Even though uh, pa- has has passed away uh on the 30th so literally just a uh, couple like like three days ago uh, she was 76 years old. Um, apparently, I guess what it just came out that it yeah was... today. Well, when um, I guess Ashley and Winona said she lost her battle with mental health. health. Yeah. So suicide. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's she was also. I mean, you know, she she had a very rough life. I mean, there there have been many interviews and. Like there was literally there there was a point where she and her daughters were homeless essentially and like and she'd had spousal abuse like, there was she had to deal with spousal abuse uh, and alcoholism and then also like she served and I remember in the nineties there she had been diagnosed with at the time they thought terminal cancer and she actually came out the other side and survived it and so I'm sure that a lot of that stuff took its toll on her and probably did a number on her psyche and you know um you know and uh i have not watched i know like apparently it's very hard to watch the the um the sort of like it's not really necessarily a press conference that they did but i guess it was more of like a tribute where they just kind of got on stage and you see ash i know i've seen like the 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 footage of like well that that was the rock and roll hall of fame okay that was that's what that was okay she died one day before being oh, inducted. Okay. And so she and Winona went on stage and uh posthumously accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was very sad because Yeah. You know. And no, I mean it's it's tragic because, you know, she she's somebody who really did like, you know, as I said, like really faced a lot of adversity kind of you know and also you have to bear in mind that there really weren't a lot of female singers uh in the country in the 80s like it's really like dolly parton and maybe reba well reba reba was actually more 90s i feel like they well no she started in the 80s but i feel that like they kind of opened the door for reba like i think reba got famous because the judge jeremiah your feelings don't matter yeah. Well. Um. Well, all I know is in that time, the late '80s and early '90s, my sister listened to all of them. Mm-hmm. So, I have very bitter memories about that era of country music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. I am not a fan. Yeah. Well, no. But, yeah. <laughs> um. I do remember. Yeah, there was Tammy One Ed and. Uh, um, a coal uh, miner's Viva, daughter. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of her name. The coal miner's daughter. Um, Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn, yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, so... So that in a time when there and, really weren't a lot of... I mean, like, now you shake a tree and female country singers will fall out of it, you know? <laughs> but, right. But now, yeah, but at, at a time when, when there really weren't a lot of them, like, they were kind of... Like, they really kind of helped open the door uh, for them in country. And um, Travis Tritt didn't want any of them there because no, no. that's less fame for him. <laughs> you saw the black dog, didn't you? That's not 
That was Randy Travis, not Travis Chris. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I meant to say. I said <laughs> Randy Travis. Don't call me, me wrong. You just heard me wrong. <laughs> uh, but anywho, um, rest in peace, uh, Naomi Judd. You will be missed. 76 years old um, and, uh, like I said, died on the 30th. Um, and that that brings us now to our last person, which this one was... I mean, this one was tough, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, he, it, it's not like he was a young man and it's, it, it sucks because there, uh, you know, uh, there's not a lot of people from this era in comics left and he's one and now, now there's even one less, uh, famous, uh, and well, or, or well-known, um, uh, comic book artist and very outspoken in many times, in many cases, uh, individual, uh, Neil Adams, uh, passed away. Um, Neil Adams is famous for many reasons. Uh, one, he, uh, probably is probably most well, uh, most recognized for his work. He did on, uh, Batman with, uh, Denny O'Neill. Um, they kind of came in right after the, like in the early seventies when, uh, the show had been, you know, the show was canceled. Um, and Batman was kind of, the comics were kind of in the toilet. Like they're, you know, the, nobody wanted anything to do with them because everybody had basically just looked at it like, eh, this is, it's just, it's just campy crap that nobody cares. It's a fad. Nobody cares about it anymore. And with, uh, with his partnership with Denny O'Neill, they both sort of came up with, well, what if we kind of take him back to his roots and make it, and one of the things I was actually listening to an interview with uh neil adams uh fairly recently where he said one of the one of the big things they did was they had him come out at only at night because it was one of those things where because by day he was a billionaire yeah well he he they talked about how it's ridiculous to see batman in the day walking along with christian gordon like some kid just walks around walks by and is like what's that man what's that grown man doing in his underwear you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like so it's like he should be it's like he should be sort of an avenger of the night uh another thing that he says like he should just like kind of small things that actually make sense whereas like batman never uses a door he always like finds another way in like he gets through the window or he does something something like that which comes down the chimney yeah (laughs) like santa um but uh but he also you know he also uh co-created um with uh denny o'neill and Julie Schwartz, uh, one of the most, you know, kind of like, like probably if not the greatest Batman villain of them all. I mean, arguably, because some people will say the Joker, but um, uh, created, uh, uh, you know, uh, co-created uh, Raja Ghul. And yes, I said, uh, or excuse me, Rachel Ghul. Raja Ghul, because Rach. yeah, I, I watched the cartoon. So uh, Rachel Ghul. Uh, the demon's head because you know the way they the way the three of them looked at it they're like he doesn't batman doesn't really have a moriarty like he if he's the world's greatest detective he should have a moriarty and so that's when mm-hmm. they came up with uh ray shagul um he also had a really impressive uh run on a comic uh that he and, and i think i mentioned this and like the, you know because denny o'neill passed away i want to say what a year year and a half ago Um, and I may have mentioned some of the same stuff because those guys were kind of joined at the hip on stuff they worked on. Uh, but there was the famous green arrow, green, uh, lantern, or excuse me, green lantern, green arrow comic, uh, in which, 
um, Julie Swartz uh, had really only paired them up because they both had green in their title, but the but uh, O'Neill and Adams decided, well, what if we make this about the death of the American dream? Or like, are, are they are like, are the, the, the American dream's dead, and we make it like sort of like uh, a road comic where these two characters, one very conservative, one very liberal, are 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 going across the country searching for the American dream, and it had a lot of social issues in it. In fact, had um, a very controversial cover, and that's the one with uh, Speedy shooting up. Uh, yeah, and you know, because you find out Speed is a heroin addict, and you know, and him shooting up heroin, and and they nearly didn't have that. That cover nearly didn't happen because the comics you know, code, yeah, comic book code authority. And then, but luckily, across the street, Marvel got away with publishing a their drug issue, their drug Spider Man issue, without putting the logo on it, and nobody noticed. And then it's like, well, they can do that, you know. <laughs> and then so, so then. Uh, that and then so that's how they got that done. Um, he also uh, famously drew the um, uh, the Muhammad Ali versus uh, Superman. Superman. Uh, that was that was that was uh, Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and another thing that he's probably best well known for was just his defense on creators getting the getting the credit they deserve for comic books they worked on. And character and 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 uh, uh, specifically uh, the original like, or having the artwork returned to them after the after say Marvel or DC was done with it because for a while they were just you know they'd keep it in a file and then like oh well we need to make space and they would just destroy original artwork like cut it mm-hmm. up not even like reuse it like they would literally just cut it up and and he and Carmine Infantino was the uh, editor in chief I think of DC at the time and he was just like. Hey, you know, you can't be doing this. It's like, if you're just going to throw it's like, why don't you just give it back to the people who drew it and like, and really put pressure on them to do that and to give them credit. Um, and then he later advocated for when Superman came out, like he was probably the biggest voice of uh, giving credit back where credit was due to uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster because these guys really, I mean, like you have to bear in mind, like they had not been, had any contact with or, you know, or, or had any connection to Superman for like, I think 20 years. And like their byline had even been taken off. And, you know, uh, Neil Adams sees this and he's like, so you guys are going to be making this movie. Uh, or, you know, Warner brothers is making this movie that you guys are going to be making like hand over fist uh, cash on this. And, you're not even going to give credit to the guys who created it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and because that's not right. And then uh, eventually kind of got uh, Jerry Robinson and the uh, uh, national cartoonist society involved. And they all sort of rallied and made sure that, um, and it was a big, you know, you can go into him, like listen to interviews. He does not it. Cause it, it goes into far more detail than I'm going to go into, but it, apparently it was a, huge deal like a lot of a lot of negotiation a lot of stuff they had to go through just to get uh jerry siegel and joe schuster uh their byline restored and then also so that they would get an annual pension you know from dc or from dc warner and then and medical coverage because that was essentially it was like we just want to give them th- what they what you guys owe them <laughs> you know which even yeah. that you could argue it's like they should have gotten a lot more but um 
but yeah, like he was really kind of a, again, I said he was a champion for, for creators. Um, he had some rather controversial views, which I, you know, don't really, apparently I guess he was a conspiracy theorist believed that Nazis were <laughs> in the center of the earth or something. And, oh, well. You know, I mean, but Hey, you know, we all, nobody's perfect. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to bring up though, is that I do kind of have a personal story with Neil, like sort of involving Neil Adams. Um, because he would always come to the cons and um when he would come like he'd always, he'd have his own booth and like god it was like ridiculous the i mean i never got an autograph from him because it was like kind of ridiculous the amount that you know that was being charged for to get a signing i mean you know and i'm like yeah i mean i like him and all but yeah I, you know it's not stan lee <laughs> but um but uh but yeah like and um, it was it was when the con was closing, and I was kind of there afterward helping uh, uh, my friend Joel close down his booth or close down his table in Aristale. And uh, my friends John and Kelly were with me, um, and they were just kind of hanging out. And so as the show floor was ending, you know, uh, you know, we were clearing out. Like we all start walking out, and somehow we got separated. And I see Neil Adams walk. You know, like we kind of see Neil Adams walking, and Joel goes, "Oh." It's it's Neil Adams. Oh yeah, and then Kelly just not thinking, just kind of like just sees something that she wants to go look at, and then just cuts him off, like just <laughs> walks right in front of Neil Adams, like he's because you know everybody, pretty much everybody else knew who Neil Adams was, but yeah. not Kelly. <laughs> and she's just like without a second thought, just cuts this old fat man off, and he just kind of gives her this look, like what? Like, like, and, oh, and she like not even looking back at him and i just remember thinking oh my god like, she has no idea what she's done <laughs> but yeah um but no as i said i mean it's a shame because there's not a lot of people left uh from that era of comic books because this is a guy who worked with jack Kirby. this is a guy who worked with julie schwartz this is a guy who worked with stan lee you know and you know unfortunately we're losing those. We're losing that generation. I mean, and you know, I mean, it's no surprise when I mean, he was uh, 80 years old. Um, and unfortunately, it looks like he died of complications that complications from sepsis. Um, so I guess he probably just got, mm. probably just got a really bad infection. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, is it? It's uh, uh, today a legend has died. You know, so R.I.P. Neil Adams. Yes. Anything you want to say about Neil Adams? <laughs> I wish I could draw. Yeah. Like yeah, it, artists. It'd make it make my life and my probably yours to some extent much easier <laughs> on selling books. <laughs> oh, but uh but no, it's oh but no, and I noticed we're we're running awful close here. Uh, is there anything you wanted to else you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking maybe sometime we should like have a goal like, hey, let's watch this documentary or this movie, and then just talk about it or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you'd watch the Batman, we could talk about it. Batman. The Batman. Nobody likes the Batman. Apparently, everybody does, but me. But uh, there's that movie everywhere all. Everywhere or everything all at once or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, the the one where, with uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Short Round. 
Yeah, and he makes his triumphant return. Yep. Um, but apparently that one's really good. No, that's what I've heard. I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things. About it, but I know it's like it's a movie that apparently it's kind of hard to wrap your head around because it, like I guess a lot of people were saying that when you, when they're they're like, oh, can you describe it for me? And they're like, I can't really. <laughs> like you just kind of got to see it. Yeah. So I know like multiverse definitely has a lot to do with it. Um. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so kinda... MCU movie, huh? What's that? So it's an MCU movie, oh, yeah. huh? But uh, that did kind of make me think of something. Uh, I remember this was this is a while back, uh, and I remember watching Back to the Future. It's like, what if you went back in time to prevent your parents from meeting? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like you've had a life, and you're just kind of like. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I let me just prevent these two people well, from having a child. <laughs> according to MCU's version of time travel, you would still exist. Yes, you would you'd just be creating an alternate timeline. timeline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So whoever it is follow, in that timeline saying, would be like if you follow the Back to the Future rules. <laughs> yeah. Purposefully, like Marty goes back in time just to kill himself. Yeah. Or there's the uh, the uh, Future Man rules. <laughs> Where you've just got a whole bunch of Futtermans. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> restarting. And <laughs> yeah, a whole a whole vault of juices that uh, have to be killed. Oh god. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh, but anywho, but yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's. I guess that's the show. Um, so uh, thanks uh, for joining us, folks. Um, uh, remember to, uh, you know, when it's posted, check out the episode of the, sh- the movie is starting that uh, Caleb guest starred on uh, with us. And uh, remember, if you like what it is that we do uh, and want to hear more, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast. That's my that's my uh, my, my uncle Joe there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, slow joey yeah uh no uh as in as in in potus (laughs) share this episode (laughs) uh but yeah uh we love your support and thank you and i guess until the next time we'll see you later okay bye bye